Hola, mi amigo. Episodio dos. Because of the support of our fans, which is probably like 10, can you believe that we've been given the green light to produce another one of these things? In this episode, we talk about the lunacy of the big baller brand, the latest ownership of the Tiger Woods Foundation, Blue Jays trivia, we finish the LeBron and Michael Jordan GOAT debate once and for all, and talk about the importance of good quality cocaine. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Six Pack and Shade. That's the number six, P A C K A N D S H A D E, or email us questions at sixpackandshade at gmail.com. That's six S I X P A C K A N D S H A D E at gmail.com. So let's crack open a brew, talk about crack and crack some rants about life and sport and everything in between. It's episode two of Six Pack and Shade. All right, we're back. Uh, episode two. Episode two of our lovely show that's listened by about now i get it because it's, it's your second podcast yeah. <laughs> oh my god and that's wow. can't that's oh you didn't oh, get shit. it i'm like you didn't get why episode yeah, two I, wow okay yeah well, i, I got explained that to you before we I know, sat down i, I didn't know what okay. who invited this guy i don't know i don't <laughs> i didn't see what the angle was where you were like concerned <laughs> about anyways i'll attack de los clones c <laughs> por favor go ahead Episode this is, two. This is also available on SAP if you press it. <laughs> <laughs> Episode two, Atake. Mike, have you watched any Star Wars yet? No. That's why you, you'd have no idea what we're what? talking about. I watched that trailer you sent me. Was it? That was good, though. No, Come I, on. Did you watch that trailer? Me. That no, was epic. Sick. Well, I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps, too. <laughs> no sick. Well, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know goosebumps. what the hell it was all about. And I don't know that I want to dedicate 18 hours of my life to this. <laughs> Just start with... Um, Rogue One. That's a good like. That's a good one. It's a kind yeah. of standalone, but it'll get you into the story. Yeah, I like that one. That's a good starting point. Yeah. Well, sure, but I'd like to watch it in the order they were released. But you that can't. Should you shouldn't. Though. You shouldn't. That, that will fuck you up even more now. Well, everyone else seems to be doing just fine. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. That's very nice. Yeah. Where were we? The banter's good. Uh, let's go back to. Let's go back to the purpose of the show. It's episode two, and uh, we have the same, well, some of us are the same. We've replaced one with another, and uh, I'll go around table here and make sure that... We got more white people. We we know who's here. (laughs) And we're banned. (laughs) We'll start with uh, Jeff. Jeff's back. Jeff, how's it going? Doing well. Good to be back. Good to be back. Did you enjoy the first episode? I did. It was uh, a good learning experience. We had some interesting... uh, Hot takes on that, uh, interesting language as well too, and uh, I'm looking forward to episode two here. Um, it was it was listened by over uh, 17 people, so huge oh, numbers. Wow. Huge numbers. <laughs> Better than I expected. Huge Good. numbers, and I think four of those 17 are in this room right now. So beautiful. Mike's back as well. Mike, how you doing? Doing great. Did you enjoy what you heard in episode one? I did. I think uh, it went well for a first try. And- Eager to uh, decided to come back and do episode two, two months after episode one. Yeah, a lot has changed in the sporting. Episodio dos. 
Episodio Dos. And uh, that's our resident Spanish contestant. Um, he's new. Uh, El Jefe Cam. That's right. How are you doing? Uh, hermano Gringo Grande <laughs> Cam. The Houston transplant is just ordering Starbucks coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, are you excited to be on the show? I am very excited. I was uh, when you guys did the first episode, and I had a little bit of FOMO, but uh, I was able to uh, catch up on that. I thought you guys did a pretty good job. And um, I'm here just, you know, to make it just a little bit better. Just oh. to take a step it up, just a, just notch here. This is what we do here on, the, on Six Pack and Shade. We, we have avid listeners eventually become a part of the show, right? Because you're not originally on the cast, but I'm you bothered me yeah, yeah. Like so the, much. the last alternate on the uh, yeah. production handout. <laughs> yeah, remember that. Next, next time be a guy up the street. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's tons of people who would love to be on the show. And we said, this guy. We'll well, I'll try and do my best. Now that you chance. put all that pressure on me, thanks a lot. No but, problem. Uh, I'll try not to fail. Um, and I'm Dennis. I am the, I guess, the unspoken host of the show. Um, I'm excited to be back as well because the, the first episode did so well that we have got some sponsors with us this, this time around. Uh, we have two, two, well, three, I guess, three brews in front of us. Um, I'm drinking a Mirror Pond Pale Ale. Born in Oregon, Deschutes. This stuff is delicious, I tell you right now. Oregon is, uh, it's under the radar. It flies under the radar when it comes to beer brewing. They're, it's they're, quite, known apparently the it's, they're, they're known for their craft. Apparently it's uh, quite good down there. And for those that are listening, um, it's floral, it has citrus and caramel notes. But all I can taste is beer, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's 40 IBUs, I don't know what the hell that means, but I like it. How about you guys? Jeff, what are you drinking there? Um, we're drinking the uh, Village Maiden India Session Ale. Um, quite good. Um, she's a fair maiden, but a heartbreaker. Um, yeah, really good. Um, it goes down good. Um, I think it would go down even better if I was listening to a little Iron Maiden while drinking oh. the Maiden. Oh. What, what, Just why did, uh, the Mike chose this one. Mike chose this one. Why did you choose this, Mike? Because uh, we've been standing in that cooler long enough. And it's just time to make a decision. Uh, we actually, earlier this evening at dinner, we had the Village Blonde Ale, which I actually thought was very good Quite at uh, the restaurant we were at. And yeah. said, why not give uh, Village another try with uh, their India Pale Ale? And that's a homebrew. That's, that's out of Calgary. So. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's good. Proud to support Nancy's. Uh, Contributing more of that money to more bike lanes. <laughs> and on the other side of the world, uh, supporting the national GDP of Japan we have. That's right. I have found this beautiful two liter can jug <laughs> thing with the handle on it that's mind blowing. It looks like amazing. a bomb. It looks like a bomb. Yes. And uh, this is Asahi Super Dry, which is uh, a beer I drank a lot of when I was in Japan a few weeks ago, uh, part of my conquest of Asia over the last year. And uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of this beer. I, every time you go to a Japanese restaurant here in Canada, it's always Sapporo, Sapporo, right? Yeah. Which, it's okay, but no, Asahi uh, Super Dry is, is where it's at, and it's it's silky smooth, and it's a beer for all seasons. All seasons. Yes. It's so good that you decided to get a two-liter yeah. cannon That's for amazing. yourself. Yes. And classy enough, you're drinking out of a glass still, so mm -hmm. I appreciate that. As we always do on the show, uh, this is being the second episode only, but... We still say always do. Episodio dos. Episodio dos. We do um, promote our own charities as 
who we're playing for. As you may remember from episode one, we are playing for points in, in terms of uh, conversions to seconds, which converts to time, which converts to your time later on to rant about anything you want, and that's how you get awarded or rewarded for your performance on the show. So uh, today, obviously, you are playing for a charity of your choice. Jeff, who are you playing for? Um, I'm actually going to play for uh, a foundation that actually is, isn't fictitious, but I think it, it needs a lot of help right now. Um, I'm going to play for the Tiger Woods Foundation <laughs> tonight. Um, you know, let's be honest. I think, I think that foundation is in a, you know, the person who leads that foundation is, I don't think he's all there right now. And I think that foundation needs a lot of help. Um, not only from maybe a financial perspective, but also just from a moral support perspective. And, um, you know, I, I just couldn't think of a better foundation to play for this week than the Tiger Woods Foundation. Um, hashtag Tiger Trainwreck. Imagine a foundation's founder becoming a beneficiary of his own foundation. This could happen. This this is epic. That could be something. Thank you, Jeff. That is, that's hitting the heart, actually, a lot more than I thought. I have a soft spot for Tiger, and, and then you've just tapped into something. Mike, who are you playing for? Uh, this week I have a new initiative uh, with me. I, I don't want to forget the PATH Foundation and Recovery Center from from our last episode. Uh, obviously, that's the people who are addicted to Tim Hortons. Uh, See, God again? Bless, God you can do that two people. weeks in a row? No, no, no I'm just hold on. I, I still oh. want to point that out. I'm still oh. fully supporting, but oh, okay, sorry. Uh, now I'd like to to bring to light a new initiative. It's called WOW. Uh, that's the War on Warriors Basketball. Uh, what, what the Golden State Warriors are doing to the game of basketball is uh, nothing short of a, a tragedy. And uh, I think there's a lot of former post players like myself that just can't handle watching this anymore. So, uh, you know, we're gonna try and support the people out there that are angered by what they're seeing on NBA courts these days, which is trickling down to youth leagues, and it's just really destroyed the fabric of the game. So wow. let's support the WOW initiative. That is a good initiative. Wow. I, too, hate Warriors basketball and what it's doing to the game, so I would support that monetarily as well. Oh, if I had thank to, you. If I had I appreciate to. Appreciate it. But I don't have to. Cam, <laughs> who are you playing for? Well, um... This is a charity that I think um, is going to save a lot of lives. And with some of the, the, the terrible things that have been going on and here at home in Canada, BC, especially in BC, and probably sneaking over into Alberta, uh, the fentanyl problem we've had. Um, so many teenagers are dying from this stuff. I'm playing for a charity called the CRQCC. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even a good acronym. Okay. CRQCC. No, it's very good. CRQCC. It's very the, the it's, it's the charity for the revival of quality Colombian cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> the revival. Yes, like we, you know when when uh, Pablo Escobar, the great Pablo Escobar, was killed, and the Medellin cartel was broken up. We, you know, the Cali cartel back in the '80s when we had great quality cocaine coming into our country. Coke was Coke. Yeah, exactly. When, when a brother stuff. could hit the street and yeah. get a quality bag of cocaine. Yeah. You just can't do that anymore. You buy a bag of Coke on the streets, you don't know what you're getting. I blame the government. You might drop dead. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's, it's ridiculous. The so if we could just... You know, the, the Mexican cartels fucked everything up. Now we got all these... Um, 
Look at these designer awesome. drugs coming in from China. It's just, it's dangerous out there. So I want to, this charity is going to bring back the cartels of Colombia so we can finally get some good product back. A safe product. No, Cam, you, no, Cam you've, you've been to Colombia. Yes, no, I have. No, tell us. What was that like? It was, oh, it was amazing. The, I, actually, Colombia. Um, I would say, if you, if you were to ask me where in the world would I choose where I, or where, do, where do I think the prettiest women in the world are? Colombia, for sure. Really? Definitely. Colombian women, wow. Colombian women and cocaine, eh? Wow. Oh, yeah, wow. life is good. Oh, wow. I, yeah, I do a couple lines off their ass cracks for sure. What, what I do like about Cam's charity of choice, as opposed to yours, <laughs> the two of you, is that Cam's thinking about the kids. So yeah, I, I'm trying to true. save lives here. I, I do true. like that. Well, and, Tiger and you probably almost killed a few kids this week. So that's right. <laughs> just, just saying. I, I, I think, I think fetuses. Fetuses. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> just as an unbiased figure in this roundtable, I am really pulling for Cam to win today because of Thank that you, charity. Really? I really support that charity. So. Yeah. No, I think I think it's a good one. Well, so. we, we want to try and get more of like the youth. The youth has to be involved. The youth has to be involved in this podcast. So. That, well yeah, I mean, our demographic is actually the, the 2 to 12 year olds, so this is perfect. Really <laughs> yeah, I did my first bump of cocaine when I was three, so. <laughs> that explains a lot. Uh, so, the format of the show is the same as last time. We're talking sports, random things that have happened over the past uh, few weeks, and um, there's going to be points awarded for uh, how we play the game. And at the end of it, um, the points are again converted to seconds, and then these guys get to rant about whatever they want for as long as they want. Well, I guess as much as they uh, they've earned. So uh, let's start with uh, the first segment, which is called "This or That." All right, segment uh, two. We'll call this "This or That," and in this segment, I have five questions, and on these five questions, there are um, it's an either-or answer. So there's two answers. It's opinion-based. And I have uh, the three guys answering these things. And what happens is, if uh, if you're in the majority, two of the three of you answer the same, or three of you, you'll get points. If you're in the minority, you don't get any points. If all of you answer the same, you get zero points. Simple as that. I think for this segment, I'll give uh, I'll give five seconds for each uh, for each awarded points. Okay. So first question, and you're gonna write it down on your sheets of paper there. First question is. Are the Cavaliers versus the Warriors, uh, they're in the NBA Finals right now. This is part three. They've done this for the three uh, three seasons in a row now. Is this good or bad for the NBA? Cam has said bad. Mike's good. Jeff's good. So you guys get your points. I will start with... Uh, Unreal. You guys are idiots. <laughs> Cam's writing his time to baseball questions. <laughs> I will ask. I will ask Jeff. Um, I'm sure he's got a good answer to this. I can't wait to hear these explanations. Well, you know, this is <coughs> putting these playoffs aside. Prior to the finals, we can all admit that it hasn't been a great playoffs in terms of competitiveness. Maybe not, not a lot of great series out there. Fortunate injuries to certain players like Kawhi and all that stuff. And you know, it's kind of like what it could have, should have. Like you know, it could have been a good series, but it didn't happen. But um, I honestly think it's good. And the reason being is that at the end of the basketball season, at the end of the day, you want to have the top two teams going against each other. And this year and last year and the year before that, those two teams were the, were the Warriors and the Cavs. That's must-see TV, TV right there. It's box office. People want to tune into that. They've got superstar power across the board. 
best talent in the league that's playing in it. Um, you know, you can agree or disagree in terms of how certain individuals went about getting there. At the end of the day, I think it's great because at the end of the day, you want to tune into this this show because it's pretty much like basketball theater. Right? So your your point is that it's good for the NBA, maybe not so good for the playoffs. Well, yeah, because like you know, in terms of the conference, you're looking at like the Warriors steamrolled through the Western Conference. The Cavs steamrolled, but at the end of the day, those are the top two rosters in each side. So. I'm assuming Mike obviously would agree to most of that. Is there anything else you want to add? For me, bottom line is the NBA has been built rivalries for decades. That's now. true. Good point. We got Celtics versus Lakers, Bulls versus Pistons, Magic versus Bird, Jordan versus Magic. Yeah. Uh, you know, to me, it's it's about rivalries, and that's what's good for the game. Uh, most most any sport, but I think NBA out of the four professional sports relies on rivalries more than any other. That's a good point. Cam, you said bad. Yeah, no, and uh, after hearing your responses, I, I get that. I guess I answered it, the question in a different way. I almost, I almost interpreted the question in a different manner. I think the, the reason why I answered it is bad is I, I don't like the league. I think it's bad for the league to have two teams that are completely so dominant over the others that it's the other teams might as well not even show up. Okay. Like, you yep. know, you, you know, as a fan, if you're a fan <laughs> of whatever, like even Houston, Houston Rockets who have had a good team, you know, you're not coming out of your, you're not right. going to the finals. There's just no chance. There's not enough parity. Basically what I'm saying, there's no parity right now. Right, it's two teams that are completely dominant. It's like when fucking everyone went to Miami you know, Bosch and Wade and Le- well, Wade was already there and LeBron. They all joined together, formed this superpower team, <laughs> and then and then you go to the finals. Like guaranteed. I just don't like that. I like I like as a fan of a league. Um, I like you know when you don't, you're not sure. It's not a guarantee. There's lots of teams in the running. That's that's why I said it was bad. Okay. I like the story of who can knock off the great teams. Yeah. Uh, look at the well jump nobody. The, so <laughs> look at the jump the Milwaukee Bucks made this year. Yeah. yeah. You give them two more years, they're going to be scary. Number two, who is winning the Stanley Cup this year? The Nashville Predators or the Pittsburgh Penguins? We are, game three is tomorrow, so we already know the Penguins are up 2 0. Um, what do you see in? Everyone says the Penguins, so I'm just going to choose one of you to answer. Let's choose the sort of the hockey, hockey guy. Uh, as to why they're going to win? Yeah, why do you think they're... Uh, well, to be honest, I, I think, you know, well, they're the defending champions. They've got the best player in hockey. Um, yeah. I think they've had a... Phil Kessel? A little bit of, yeah, yeah. Phil Kessel? They've had some really tough series. I think they've had to play a lot of tough games already. Yeah. Nashville has, a, well, I want to say an easy path, but an easier path. And let's be honest, I don't think anyone expected Nashville to be here. They probably overachieved to get here. So I, I think the matchup, unlike the NBA Finals, this isn't a matchup of the two best teams. I think you've got the best team from the East with a team that happened to get a little, maybe a little hot at the right time and is there, uh, but they're, they're, not, they're not the Pittsburgh Penguins. I, I would not be surprised. I would say in five, they're going to take I will give Nashville one in Nashville. Is it, I think PK Subban has guaranteed win night <laughs> coming done. up. You know, he did guarantee. You know, if, he, if, he, if he guaranteed a win, I'm not going to go bet against that guy. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I say the Pens in five. I just don't think I don't think it's the two best teams. I think the Pens are uh, 
a better team. And you have a Nashville team that's their goalie. They rolled Pekka Rinne. And Carrie Underwood is going to be, you know, they're going to be able to strive. She's <laughs> fun. The, who knows what kind of drama is in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. They're all fighting over her because PK probably fucked her a few times. And, you know, it's, Whoa, yeah, yeah. Come on. So. <laughs> and by the way, the, the Carrie Underwood thing, they have her singing tomorrow, game three. Oh, yeah, well. They had uh, that guy from Train. Yeah. Seeing game one. At the, Train? The, the lead singer wow. of Train for game one of the NBA finals. Like, can you find someone better? Shit, I don't know. That's bad. So you had something to say there? I was going to say, haven't the Pens been outplayed badly in the first yes. two games, yet came with two wins? I think right. What does that tell you? You've got to execute. You've got to execute. You've got to have a good goal. Uh, Pekka Rene, you look at game two, they blamed him because it's four goals and 25 shots, but one was off a defenseman. There's some it, bad ones, too. It was, yeah, but if you're only going to score one goal, you, you couldn't expect a shutout from him. No. Right? I think there's so reason for the Predators. You can't blame the goalie. They can extend this series. True, but you they picked the Penguins better. too. So what? well, I know because I don't go against it. The fuck. And is is Carrie Underwood? <laughs> speaking of Carrie Underwood, is she gonna be doing the NFL intros next year? So. Because her legs are fucking dynamite. I think was it was she doing it last year? Or was that Faith Hill? That was Carrie oh, Underwood last year. Faith, Faith Hill was like way back. She's like three years ago. Faith Hill looks like shit now. Holy. Carrie well, Underwood was those. inflating her, uh, oh. and Roger Goodell had to put a stop to that. Carrie Underwood's a babe. Right. You know what? I'm going for Nashville just because Carrie Underwood is. <laughs> you just changed your speaking. No, of I sorry, think I was going to win. Not to and say I'm going to be there to console Carrie Underwood when <laughs> Nashville not, loses. Not to focus on national anthems, but you made a comment there that Train sang the national anthem in the Bay Area for the game one. Yeah. Okay. I I missed that part. Yeah. So, it, I guess they're on tour right now. But how good would it have been if Metallica fucking played that? Because they're from the Bay. Yeah. MC just Hammer. saying. Well, they played it last year. Just saying. Did Metallica? they play it? Yeah. Or MC Hammer would have been t- two top choices about training. Or Marshawn yeah. Lynch. That would have been all right. <laughs> Question. Who cares as long as they play a little crowd chant? Question <laughs> three. Satriani says shout out. Question three is going to be an interesting one because I think uh, this this family, this guy has been in the news for the last little while. LeVar Ball and stupid uh, big ball of Brandon, you know, in my opinion. You know, he's been talking a lot of shit in the last little while, and I'm sick and tired of it. But um, I think this is an easy answer for most of us here. But will any of the relevant North American companies, which is like Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, will they eventually sign up? Lululemon. Brand? <laughs> Lululemon. Um, yeah. New Balance. I don't know. Anyone. Will anyone sign with big baller brand? This, this company that the Ball family have created. <coughs> Let's see your answers. All right, so. That's honest. <laughs> I'll give him that. MS don't care, and that's, that makes sense. I know I broke the rules there, but I don't okay. give a fuck, so. <laughs> um, Mike has no, but define relevant. So relevant being the big ones. We'll call, we'll call like Nike. Nike, Adidas, Under Armour. Lululemon. So you still say no, though. I still say no. Okay, I'll, I'll get back to you. You say not yet. Not yet. Okay, so between you That's two. That's a good answer too. Yeah, between you two, you say no, but there's a bit of hint of like maybe. Uh. You think they'll come around? First after? off, I think Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour. I do believe the executives probably had a conference call and said, hey guys, what are you thinking on these guys? Uh, the guy wants a billion dollars. First of all, it's Unheard ridiculous. of. 
Michael Jordan, it might be worth a billion dollars. And then they think he's going to LA. So LeVar Ball says, now it's $3 billion. Do they even know how much money that is? Like, I do think they talked to each other and said, let's all just boycott this guy. And if he thinks he can come in and change the model of uh, <coughs> the shoe game, Maybe this is not the guy that's going to do it. And uh, yeah, I just think yeah, Jeff kind of made me change my thought here with not yet. I think Lonzo Ball has to prove himself on the court before he starts demanding all that money. Just, just as a, an aside here, extra information, uh, the current market cap of Under Armour is $3.71 billion. And so $1 billion would be a third of their net worth, which is, which is <laughs> However, Nike is worth currently $70 billion, so that would be no skin off their backs. Who's the other one you mentioned? Adidas. 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 Actually, I'm not, I don't know their ticker symbol. Uh, sure. Go to LA Gear. See if there's I don't know. Just, uh, <laughs> you still don't care, though. Feel I like. don't care. I, I just you. like talking stocks no. and money. So. But LeVar Ball probably isn't going to sign with anyone other than the big three. Of course. And that's what It devalues it. his own brand. So you say not yet? I'm what, saying, I'm saying not yet. And this is this thing. I think, you know, I think, I, I honestly feel like I feel bad for Lonzo because. I think that guy's. He's. I think he's a great talent. He Could looks. He, he looks like, you know, if I had to compare him to an NBA player, I'd compare him maybe close to a Jason Kidd on this. I think a lot of people have kind of been mentioning that, but I feel bad for that kid because you know his dad is just. I don't think like his dad's not helping their own brand, and Lavar maybe might just kind of go off in the distance and perhaps kind of work on this thing, right? Because if Lavar keeps talking like this. While his son's in the pros, whether he goes to, you know, Boston or the Nets or wherever, like it, it's not going to help his son's reputation around the league. And the son, like his, a rookie year, you can times it by a hundred how bad it's going to be in terms of locker rooms, like against teams and inside the locker room. But, you know, to Mike's point, like Lonzo still has to prove himself as a player. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, right now, Lavar is overshadowing that, and I think that's one of the reasons. I think a lot of these guys have looked at this and said, look. Until his dad shuts his yapper and just allows his son to just play and develop his own brand and his own name, we're not going to sign him. So I think, honestly, like I think once and if LeVar ten, like, just shuts up and just goes about his business, I think there's potential. As long as Lonzo can prove himself on the court, I think there could be potential that one of them may pick that up. Maybe not for that price tag, but you know you have to... You have to prove yourself on the court, too. It's a long way to go. I think the quote of the year was from the Nike executive (laughs) that said, LeVar Ball is the worst thing that happened to basketball in the last hundred years. Yes. Which makes me wonder what the hell happened a hundred years ago to the (laughs) game of basketball. Did James Naismith's son try to claim he invented basketball? I don't know, but... They uh, they went to the cobbler to get uh, shoes back there. (laughs) Leather shoes. Um... (laughs) No, those are good answers. I fully agree, actually, with most of what you're saying, is that uh, Big Ball of Bread is going to... It's not going away, by the way. No. They've marketed towards the, uh, the high-end market, and um, there's going to be people that, gonna, that, that will buy it and be proud of the fact that they are wearing $500 pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's going to move the needle in terms of what the companies like Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour will see as maybe we should also do something of a premium shoe or premium product because obviously there's a, there's a market for that. 
And you know, you're already seeing that with, with some of the shoe companies. They are doing some special edition crap. I'm sorry, but you know you know what the market is, it's buying those. Rappers. No. no. Well, maybe. Yeah. It's it's Filipinos. <laughs> they they will spend a full fucking paycheck on shoes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Unfortunately, it's Nelson's true. not here to sort of, to, to <laughs> guide us with the thinking behind it, but no, but it, like it's it's true. Like those kids will they'll spend their money on God knows what. Just like you said, but you know who's just to say that they've just to say they've got so You know who's buying these shoes? The people who can't afford five hundred dollars shoes. So they want to look like they can afford. Them. <sighs> look at that head. <laughs> Beer. You gotta talk about the beer, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The beer. Question four. Question four. <coughs> um, we've seen, or we know from last uh, season, it seems as a, it's been one season ago, Maria Sharapova was caught uh, doing or taking performance-enhancing drugs, and she got caught, and she's been banned for a period of time from the tour, and now she's getting getting back into it and has been asking for special sponsor exemptions to, to join some of these uh, tournaments. Uh, recently, the French Open, I think, denied her that, so she's not playing the French Open. But for these other satellite tournaments, um, she's, she has been getting some reception from sponsors to allow her to play. Um, and I guess the question is simply, should she get those special exemptions for the rest of the years, uh, the, the rest of the tournaments that are coming up this year, um, despite the fact that she has been caught cheating um, the drugs. What do you think? No, no, and no. Oh, uh, wow. what, what from job team. You know what? I was actually originally my answer was going to be yes, <laughs> and then I heard that Jeannie Bouchard, Jeannie Bouchard was against it. So if Jeannie Bouchard's against it, <laughs> I'm against it because she and her, she and I are going to be married soulmates. soon. And yeah, we're soulmates, and yeah, yeah I I'm going to make that sacrifice. Relationships are about compromise, so uh, this is this is gonna be one of those areas where I, I I'll, I'll budge exactly a little bit. Are you compromising in that? I don't know. <laughs> I love Jeannie Bouchard. Is basically my answer. Follow her Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I love that Canadian content. Yes. You guys want to add it to that, or are you you good? I just because uh, I don't know. Why, why why should she get an exemption? Like ex- like why? Because they do that. And why do the sponsors have a say in this? Why it's should the same they as golf? Yeah, exactly. They pay to host the event. They want to generate interest. Exactly. No one. It's about John money. Daly can't call a big name for a tournament, but people want to see him play. Sure, pull after she wins. Is she a draw though? Yes, she is. Really? She's the second biggest. Name name five female tennis players without naming her. Serena, Venus, Jeannie. Jeannie. We said we said female tennis players. Female tennis players. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> name five without naming uh, her. Who, um, yes, yeah, so okay, Gabriella Sabatini. Yeah, <laughs> that are currently, <laughs> currently playing, currently playing, currently playing. That, that so proves the point. That, that proves, proves the, point. the point right there. Okay, um, let's jump to question five. <laughs> Is Andre Agassi a girl? <laughs> Back then, he looked like yeah. him. Um, very simply put, the Jays have made a big, big push in the last little while. And when I wrote this, it, you know, they were still they're getting there. But are the Jays going to make the playoffs this yes. year? Yes. Yes. An emphatic yes. An emphatic oh. and a no. Well, sit down. You're in the minority, bitch. <laughs> you might be interested to hear my point of view. Well, <laughs> I'm very curious, actually. <laughs> Mike, you say no. Why? The, 
Okay, the Blue Jays have overachieved with John Gibbons at the helm thus far. Just think this guy is no. a quality manager. I don't know okay, how that's, a guy okay. that talks like he does connects with today's player. They lost Edwin, who I think was a locker room guy. They're going to oh, later oh. in the year. Oh, I can destroy all these yeah, yeah, so Absolutely, <laughs> You're I fully admit I've watched uh, about one inning of baseball this year <laughs> because of. Buck Martinez, I can't <coughs> handle oh, him. Wow, that's the whole other conversation. That's another conversation. Buck Martinez is terrible. He is, yeah. and that's why I'm not watching any baseball this year. Watch it in You want to yeah. counter that? Sure, I'll, 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 start, I'll start with John Gibbons. You know what? Surprisingly, he actually isn't that bad a manager. I get where you're going. Okay, you don't like John Gibbons. Uh, one thing that does work for him, he's loose. He's um, He lets the players do he's what they want to do. He's a player's coach. And the second thing is... When it comes to baseball, in the end, you, you put the lineup on the sheet, and it, it, it's really up to the players to execute. It's not like football. Football is a game where coaching is so critical. So the play calling awesome. and you yeah. know, setting up the plays and the different formations to, to look, make it look like another play. Coaching is so huge in football. Coaching is not, at least when the, at, at game time, is not that big a deal. Like a lot of the players, like the hitters, work with the batting coach. Pitches work with the pitching coach a lot, so the head, the manager of a baseball team, isn't that influential. That's why so even if he manager. was a bad manager, you know what? Cito Gaston was, he was not a shits. great manager. He was the shit. So what's changed in the last month? <laughs> but he was a players' manager too. What's players changed? liked him, but he wasn't. He didn't. Not intellectually, wasn't a great manager. What's changed in the last month since I saw you? Because we were watching a Jays game when they were doing terribly, and you yeah. were saying, "There's no managing." They have speed, but they're not using speed to manufacture runs. What's well, because they, they don't have the speed. They don't have, they don't have much speed on the team. That's always been the issue for me in the last few years. They've, they've been a home run team. They've never – I when they had um, uh, the guy from Philadelphia that had for the end of 2015 uh, who let off. Oh, Rivera. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rivera was, was – that was a huge. speed guy. Speed doesn't slump. It's good to have speed on the team. Um, anyways, that, that, that was my – the, the manager. What was the second uh, reason? <laughs> what, what changed since a month ago to now that you see with the Jays? Well, what happened is, um, you know what? Because you were, the reason you were why, down. Yeah, the Jays. they got off to a terrible start. Oh. It was horrific. I think this looked like it was going to be the worst season <laughs> in history. But what happened is all these critical injuries they had Josh Donaldson, Troy Tulowitzki, Sanchez, Sanchez Morales for a little bit, half, half. Like these are these aren't just, these are the core of the team what happened was it was actually I think in the end it's going to be a blessing in disguise because the start of the year nobody was hitting Bautista was crap Devin Travis wasn't hitting so you have these injury, injuries happen and what happened is the team was forced to deal with this for a long period of time it wasn't just a few days this was like three or four weeks without these guys so you had players Devin Travis finally came around Bautista came around then you had players like Goins come around Pilar's come into himself and, and, and Justin Smoke, who I was completely wrong about last year and was like, I can't believe they signed this guy for two years. Like, come on. Um, Justin Smoke Justin Smoke is going to be in the All-Star game this year. That is, I'm calling that I'm right now. Smoke Justin Smoke, Smoke will be in the All-Star game. He is, man, he had another home run tonight. He's got 13 home runs, almost 40 RBIs. That puts him basically top numbers. 10. He leads the team in both categories. So what happened is they've got all these players that had to play every day that weren't used to playing every day that have hit their stride. Now you have all these, the, the core of the team come back healthy. Their lineup is so balanced and full right now because everyone's playing well. And that's, and that's a big thing too. Yeah. Like with, 
with all the injuries that they've had to key players, the fact everyday players have come the, up, they were just able to keep them afloat. Yeah. Like is huge, and now you're and right, they they're all back. And they have better confidence and now. now. That so team now is just, they can yeah. like you know with with Tulo and Donaldson. Obviously, they're they're keeping an eye on them. They don't want to overexert them too much. They can sit on those night game or like you know say they play a night game and then they can sit during the day game. They can bring these other guys in, knowing. And I like I said, like the Jays, their lineup now is you know I agree Scott, with you on the speed. Strong. I agree with yeah, you on the speed, but, speed, but versus past years. Their hitting approach at the plate looks totally different this year. They're not going for the for the fence every time. They're trying to yeah. find the gaps. Because well, without these, they couldn't with the players they have. No. Like Goins is not a home run hitter. Right? He's now. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but, but if you have a good approach, home runs are the product of that. Well, I think or they else. don't have Edwin, but now they've got two guys that were basically both brought on to replace him, and both of them are playing amazing. Justin Smoke and Kendris Morales. You actually have more production from Edwin's replacements now. And they just have more depth. And now that they're getting healthy, and Luriano pitched well tonight, and Sanchez is the next one to come back. Once, the, If that starting pitching staff stays healthy the rest of the season, they will make the playoffs again. In fact, I think this, is the, this team is now better than the 2015 and 2016 Blue Jays. There you have it. I'll start watching games on mute then. All right. <laughs> just play some Buckethead while... Uh, <laughs> I mean, now you know that we have some baseball people in the house today, so that's good. Um, we have some more baseball in the next round, so uh, let's get that started. Uh, round two is done. Let's start up round three, uh, which is called the brewery. Yes. In this segment uh, that's called the brewery, this is just straight up open-ended discussion of topics that are sort of relevant uh, in sport right now. But before we get to the discussion, I just want to keep track of the score. Uh, Jeff is in oh, tied for first with 20, 20 seconds, you say. Mike is uh, tied with him for 20 seconds, and Cam is 15. This is not good. It's about the kids. It's about getting quality <laughs> cocaine on the streets. <laughs> Come on, guys. Uh, I'm willing to butcher this next round just for <laughs> <laughs> So in this segment, it's very arbitrary. I get to give you points based on the strength of your point. Um, if you humor me, if you... If you say something that you know makes me think, I will I will just award you points randomly. So this is kind of a free for all, and and for this this episode I've narrowed it down to three I think really relevant topics uh, that I think is worth discussing, and I think we have the right people in the room that would have uh, you know a really good debate about uh, about these topics. So let's start with the first one. The first one is um, regarding this discussion of uh, LeBron James and Michael Jordan and all of this you know who's the greatest of all time business. So, on the sheet here, I just have it simply put as, under what conditions would you finally concede that LeBron James is the best basketball player ever? The GOAT. What would, what would you need? What would you need to see from him in order for you to now eclipse him over what arguably is the best basketball player we all agree? Kobe Bryant? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not funny. Wow, okay. Um, what, what would you need to see, Mike? Uh, Jeff. Let's start with Jeff. Jump in, guys. Yeah, like, you know, look, I'm not here to discredit anything that LeBron does. I think, like, the guy's, the guy's amazing. He's a phenomenal player. Um, I just, you know, and, you know, what he did last year to carry the Cavs down 3-1 against a 73-win team it was, was remarkable. It's insane. And they wouldn't have done it without him. I, like, and he makes everybody on the floor better. Um, 
I guess the thing about, you know, for me even to even contemplate putting him in the, the GOAT category, like, I'd say by the end of the end of his career, he, he will be in the top five. In fact, he probably already is. He's in top three, I think, right now. Yeah, he's, he's phenomenal. But, you know, I just go back to, like, I look at MJ, and I'm not saying this just because I've got a severe man crush on the guy, but, you know, and, you know, everyone talks about El- LeBron's made seven straight finals out of the East. Well, that's great. How competitive is the East right now? I'm like, I'm looking for an answer. How competitive is it? How competitive, how, how competitive has it been? You can, oh, you can always argue in the East ever since LeBron has started making the finals, that there's probably two or three teams that will contend for the title for the East every every one of those seven seasons. Okay. With, with La- LeBron's year, team okay, being okay, the number la- one for last sure. Year. Who? Last year was, uh, who was last year? Don't say Toronto. <laughs> but Toronto's seeded second, right? Yeah. But were they Toronto a true second? second? No. No, that's true. Okay, and who was, who was, the, the, who was the three? I don't know who the three was. Then. Exactly. No one knows because that's how bad okay. they were. year before that. I don't remember the year for that. Exactly, because they suck. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, his, his stats are great, but like, I'm telling you, like everyone seems to forget this. Jordan won three straight titles in a league with parity that had superstars, had balance, and the type of play that was going on there in terms of like physicality and all that stuff, that was like, that was probably the NBA at its best. I think we could all agree, we, and you know, we might, you know, say this just because we lived in that, like we, we watched the hoops all the time there, but you know, he won three straight titles, retired for a year and a half, two years. And then he came back and he won another three titles straight. And people were saying, well, you know, LeBron's made seven straight finals, which is unprecedented. That's true. But you know what? If Jordan didn't fucking go off for retirement and do his baseball gig and focus on ball, there's a good chance Jordan would have made eight straight finals in a row and probably would have won eight straight but finals. But he didn't. That's the problem. Sounds but like he didn't. A lot of what ifs. And I don't know. Like, I'm just saying, Jordan was six for six in the NBA finals. Killer instinct written all over him. He wanted to kick you while you're down and slash your throat at the same time. So we'll, and, we'll, we'll, and, but no, here's, here's, I'm, I'm getting to that. My point being is that, you know, Jordan, I just think, is the go in terms of the time, like, the, the league that he was, the generation that we were that he was playing in, it, it was more competitive, more physical. In addition to that, I honestly think if you look at the grand scheme of things, LeBron was a Ray Allen jumper away from losing another title. He has constantly shown yeah, how much John he's Paxton been inconsistent. Steve Kerr but at the, out Jordan how many times? But at the end of the day, though, like. Jordan is the goat. I'm not. I'm not discrediting LeBron in any way. He's a phenomenal point, player. Like the supporting cast. Jordan had this a great a supporting game. cast. Yeah, yeah good supporting LeBron cast. is not so much in Cleveland. So you're saying that there's nothing that LeBron can do in in the rest of his career because you, you obviously don't put him above Jordan right now. What do you need to see from LeBron for you to concede that he is better than Jordan? What would you need to see from him? Um. He's still got a few years left in him, so he do, he does he does, and he's he's got a lot of miles in there, and and I honestly I more titles, yeah, more, more ti- MVPs, more <laughs> dick, more titles, more <laughs> more titles, more MVPs. But at the same that. time, too, though, like Jordan, like Jordan ended up with what, like five or six MVPs. He could have had ten if the league didn't jump in there. I don't know what I need to see from LeBron. I just think like at this current state, like I. You, you, I don't think you can put Ju- LeBron ahead of Jordan. You just can't. 
We know that Mike is a very big LeBron lover. Would you say that he is already better than Jordan, or are you waiting for a couple more things to see before you can say he's better than Jordan? They're two totally different first players, off, too. First off, I don't think I have to explain my admiration for Michael Jordan. Nope, not at all. I don't like. Man, I don't like where this is going. Listen, right. <laughs> lead off a sentence like that. Me watching Michael Jordan as a young boy literally changed the course of my life, as far as Gretzky's what Jordan I was involved with uh, growing up. And he took me off the off the ice and on the, the basketball court. Cocaine and the But I don't. I don't need to count championships. I don't need to talk about losses and finals. Uh, I don't need to talk about supporting casts for me to determine who the greatest basketball player of all time is. All I need to do is watch the man play the game. And I'm not ready to concede the title of the GOAT to LeBron yet, but he is so damn close. I see a natural ability and a skill there that if Jordan had in his day, he would have won those eight straight had he not retired for two years. And it's okay to say that LeBron is the greatest player of all time. Are you on cocaine? No, I'm not. <laughs> you know, the problem, the, problem with, the problem with Jordan, and your Dennis sent a clip out last week from Colin Coward, and he hit the nail on the head. How many games did Jordan go 6 for 19, 14 of 32, or 14 of 38, and the press the next day said, what a great game he played. LeBron doesn't get away with that. LeBron's field goal percentage is miles above Jordan's career-wise. So let's not pretend there's any preferential treatment to the invincible Jordan. My other issue with Jordan, and it comes with Jordan fans, 98% of Jordan fans swear to God they are the biggest Jordan fan in the world. <laughs> And it's ridiculous to me. The man deserves admiration. He accomplished a ton. He was undefeated in the finals. I, I get it. I agree. LeBron's doing more with less support. And like I say, I can watch a man and say, he is a better basketball player than this guy. He's doing if more with less support. He's got Love. He's got Kyrie. Kevin Love really is Jordan. not Scottie Pippen. Kyrie Irving is a young player who still needs to be reined in from time to time. That jump man symbol in your gym needs to go. I just it told you I don't to need go. to explain myself <laughs> and my admiration for It needs Jordan. a better home. I don't it need to explain home. myself. You're part of that 98% of Jordan fans <laughs> yeah, I was just talking about. I'm just saying. If you, you are too. If you introduced a random person from another planet and said, watch these two guys play basketball for half an hour on these clips, you're going to say LeBron James Fucking is the better drunk. player. I'm not drunk. I'm saying. No, I am. Oh. <laughs> yes. So, to answer your question, what would it take? Yes. If he wins a championship this year, that would it's do it done. for you. That would, I don't that would care how many times he lost in the finals. That would end the discussion for Mike. If LeBron James took a Cavaliers team in, what was it, 2007 to the finals? Had with no nothing. Business being there. They got swept by the Spurs, and that's fine. To get there was as good as winning that championship last, that year. And last year, to beat a historically great team, huge. Unbelievable. Could have said the same thing about Allen Iverson in 2001 when he went with the Sixers. The Sixers had no business being there. 2001 NBA was so watered down. There was no great players in 2001. There was no great players in 2001. But the discussion Jordan also was, was, Tim was Tim Vince Carter. Was Tim, was Tim Duncan playing that time? Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. Just kidding. I was just kidding. Paul Can Pierce. Do you have a Do you have a save? Um, I don't care. I, I, no, I do care. I, you know, I actually have very fond childhood memories of Michael Jordan playing. Uh, I, as you guys know, I'm not the biggest basketball fan in the room, but I always did appreciate Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. Um, but what I will say is that for me, the conditions are what, what was it? Circumstances? Uh, what conditions? What condi- the conditions have been met. I think hey, his career's not over. Let's see how it finishes. But I think LeBron James will have to go down as the best player of all time, the GOAT. Um, but the reason why I think Michael Jordan arguably, arguably might be more <clears throat> from a relative perspective, more skilled, but playing out of a smaller body. I think the, the LeBron James size has such an impact on what he can do. If you gave like Michael Jordan had a smaller body to work with. And so in a way I almost find Michael Jordan more fun to watch because of that. Like you watch LeBron James, he can basically just, he can You'd dominate a game just with his size alone, which makes him great. To me, uh, the comparison I actually have is Mario Lemieux versus Wayne Gretzky. If Lemieux had been healthy, like LeBron was, has been his whole mm-hmm. career, I think Lemieux would have been gone down as the greatest hockey player of all time. Mm-hmm. Wayne Gretzky, obviously amazing, but he, Mario Lemieux with that big body, that guy could dominate a hockey game like <coughs> nobody can. else could. Yeah, and he had cancer and he had all those issues to fight through. If he had played, a full career, he would have. I think he would have been in the best. And fortunately for LeBron, he's had really hasn't had any health problems. He's been able to play a solid career. I think with that big body and he's super athletic. When you combine those two things, it just makes him better. Michael Jordan was amazing to watch, and probably more interesting to watch because he had to do almost the same amount as LeBron has done, but with a with a smaller body. He had to more you know amazing shots you know we all know the great shots he made in the, in the past and everything but okay but that's where i'll stop no I, I i agree 100 with what you said what i'm what i'm going to say here who who changed and transcended the game steph curry to, to now i know you're on fentanyl <laughs> <laughs> um but seriously like like mj changed the way the game was played he transcended the sport i he took that sport to a level that Bird nor Magic took it to, right? Which, you know, True. which then but That's a in. function of timing, though. I'm a, I'm a musician, for those of you that don't know that. No, perfect analogy is, no, <laughs> perfect analogy is guitar playing. Jimi Hendrix changed the electric guitar. He is not the best guitar player that ever lived, not even close. But when he came in, at his time, nobody had done the things that had been done with the electric guitar. He changed everything. But there's guitar players are much better than him. So the same sort of thing. Every, you know, changing the yeah. game depends on it, it's it's a function of when you came into the game too. The argument is often you guys are that, both idiots. <laughs> the argument often is Jordan played in a more physical era, and to Cam's point about bodies, I think LeBron could have handled that era better than any player in the NBA today. If I was to He's ever built for that era yes, of basketball, and I was going to add to that, it's just the fact that if I was to sculpt or create a basketball player it would be basically LeBron James yeah well he's yes he's the quickness and athleticism yes. of a smaller person but in the body of a, of a gigantic yeah. yeah like it's it's inhuman like he yes. he just has physical attributes that can't be mapped very hot discussion I, I knew it would so, be That's deal good. with it Jeff it's, it's, it's happened if you put Michael Jordan if you took his brain and his ability into a body like LeBron's he may have been better mm-hmm. we'll never know though he had to do it's well, just, Jordan had the homicidal competitiveness that 
he edges LeBron in that respect. It's hard to go down that list of checklists, though. Like, it like is. It's, it's, it's they, always they going to be. Have their it's always, this is always going to be. It's always going to be hot. It's always going to be a hot debate. I love it. So, I love it. Yeah. So let's let's <laughs> move on because I've given you points on that based off your <coughs> your opinions, which were very good, very good discussion there. But let's move on to baseball again, and um, and how we're we're looking at the potential World Series winner for 2017. So right now in Vegas, the odds uh, for the top four World Series winner is uh, the Cubs, who are sitting at seven and two. The Indians are five and five and one. The Red Sox are seven and one, and the Dodgers are eight and one. Out of those four, who do you think will win or should win? The World Series this year. We'll start with it has to be one of these four teams. It has to be one of these four. Well, because I'm going to say this right now, it's going to be neither of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, who starts? You start. Okay, I'll start. Agreed. It's going to be neither of them. Okay. Um, who do you, who, okay, who do you because want? Because baseball has parity. It's in a very, which is, as you know, I, I'm very big, fond of. Big. Uh, the Cubs are terrible right now. Uh, the Indians, I think, in the end, when the season shakes out, they'll probably they'll be, they're gonna be back in the playoffs. The Red Sox, it's gonna be tough for me to go with this because obviously they're gonna have to go up against the Jays. Ugh, I don't know. Out of these four teams, I would probably go with the Red Sox. It's not gonna happen because the Jays are gonna beat them. So who's gonna win the series? Then going with them anyway. Sox. Out of these four teams. No. I you say, you say the Sox out of these four. Out of these four, I pick the Red Sox. Okay, outside sure. of these four. Yeah. Outside of these four, who? They stay healthy. I'm going with the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm going with the Toronto Blue Jays. And that's like not, yeah. a, not even a joke. He's uh, means on the 25th anniversary of their mm-hmm. last World yeah, Series. That, he means that would be, mm-hmm. you know what? Poetic justice. <laughs> Yeah, the the team that does scare me, and uh, I, it's early, and they're young, so they'll probably go through a slump. That Yankees lineup. Man, I was just saying, the Yankees are young. I'm surprised the Yankees scary. are not here. The Yank, well, because no one expected no one, the no, Yankees. No. They're all full of rookies. They like can hit. Aaron Judge and. Oh, but man. this was this was current odds. This was yeah, as of last week. They have to they have to base it on what they did. Players yeah. did last or teams did last. Like you look at Kansas City, who beat the Jays in 2015, went to the World Series. They were basically last place the next year, yeah. and last place again. Uh, the Indians are going to be good again. There's no question. They've got really good pitching, um, but the, the Cubs are shit in the bed. And uh, yeah, it's, it's another hundred years for the Cubs. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, anyways, I, I've said what I need to say, but it's going to be the Blue Jays. I think the Cubs can do it again. It's a long season. It's only June second, and uh, maybe when it rains, of course, could be their time again. A little repeat. Huge. You won't put money on that. No, I got a lot of money. Uh, Tied up somewhere else. That placed uh, elsewhere. <laughs> oh. I better save up for that one. But, uh, yeah, you're me old. Sweet, and Jeff hands over that hundred dollar bill. Jeff, out of those four, out of four, um, I'm gonna go with the Dodgers. The Dodgers. The Dodgers. Is Puig they're playing anymore. Who? Puig. They're. Um, yes, but he's injured. They're oh, okay. they're playing really well right now. They're 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 running away in the West, and you know if. If that's still the state prior to the trade deadline, they're obviously going to add, and I think they're going to add not bats, they're going to add pitching. And they already got Kershaw in there, and I think LA can be dangerous. And um, like those other teams, like any any one of those teams can get hot at the right moment, they could turn the season around. But if I had to pick today, I'll, I'd, I'd go Dodgers. And outside of those four, who would you pick? Um, outside of those four, I would 
I would honestly go yeah, Jays over Nationals in six. And just to be clear, like you guys are not homers right now. You actually no, believe this. I do. Yeah. I do. Uh, obviously, I'm, there's a, a lot of, I'm a diehard Jays yes. fan, but I, I think they're now. better than they've been the last two years. Right it's, it's all about health. It's all about health with them. And if that's they, true. If they yeah. can get healthy... Um, and that's so that pitching being, staff, and that, stay and that pitching staff is right. And they again, if they're in that mix come trade deadline, they get maybe a little bit of speed there. They they are a scary team, dangerous. Okay. And you ask any you ask any team in the league, the the Jays could, they're one of those teams that could get hot in instant, and that's all they need to. And they've done that right now. They've won what eight out of their last ten, nine out of their last eleven, or whatever. Mm-hmm. They get hot. Okay. They're a team that's capable of. Winning 11, 12 in a row, no problem. Okay. Not just saying it because of a fan. It's yeah. That's just it's true with that line. They were eleven games below five hundred in April. Like you can't win the division in April, but you lose it. And I was basically, I'm like, wow. That's it. It's gonna be tough to come back from this. And it's the fact that they're one game below five that they basically have come back from it this fast is blowing my mind. I was like, oh, let's maybe try and make five hundred by the All Star game. Now I'm thinking they could be in first place by the All Star game. That's how. That's how I'm. I'm and, and you, Are they going to peak too soon? Sorry. No, no. Uh, but that's that's the the other blessing in the sky is all these guys that are on injuries. You know, last year they were worried about Sanchez's innings. They had to get, they brought in a six starter to sit. All these guys are going to be rest. They, they won't be playing a full season, so you're not going to be worried about fatigue or anything this year for any, for a lot of this team. So you had sent us something, <clears throat> I think, on on our phones the other day, a text message about. Jay's record at a true, yes, yeah. In the last three seasons, essentially, as everyone is freaking out when it, you look back at the the last three seasons, including this one, their record was essentially the same at, at what was May eighth or something. Yeah. May eighth, the record the Jays had was the same as two thousand fifteen, two thousand sixteen. We all know what happened those years. So and they've been ALDS. ALCS. ALCS. Yeah, yes, both years. years. Both years yeah. So, yeah. You know, six. The, the trend continues. Five. We're at yeah. least looking at ALCS again, yeah. hopefully. Okay, uh, last question of this round. Uh, this is more of a generic one, and it, it's related to the use of social media and sports. Athletes use it really religiously nowadays. Um, they, they get fined for, for saying stupid things. Um, they say a lot of dumb things just in general, and um, it, it oftentimes gets them in trouble. Dick now, picks. Dick pics, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of just questionable <laughs> things that these athletes who are adults do <coughs> on social media, which, I mean, as, as, a, as a fan, it's hilarious. But if you were an owner, if you were someone that ran the team, what would your personal policy be on the use of, of social media uh, for the players that are working for you? We'll start, over, we'll start with Mike this time. Uh, you, you probably have to allow it at the end of the day, but I wouldn't like it. Want to deny it? It's a good way for them to connect with the fans and all that. But uh, so many of these guys are not using their heads, and I don't think I think when you've been raised to be a future superstar athlete, you you are not in touch with reality and how people perceive a lot of what's going on. Uh, I don't trust these guys. Then you got that angle of people hacking your account. Yeah. Uh, that embarrasses your team until you come up with an excuse why it happened. Uh, I just have to say, no, let's not bring that issue to us. Uh, let's focus on the game, and uh, why make it more any? Why make it anything more than that? So you would be more of the the boss that says, "Hey, I know you guys are adults. <coughs> I'd prefer that you didn't do this for these reasons, mm-hmm. but you you're grown ups and you'll do what you need to do." 
But look at. Do you remember what J.R. Smith was posting? No. A couple of years ago. What was he doing? He's he's in bed with girls. He's got pictures of their asses and nice. whatever. <laughs> do you think Dan Gilbert really wants that attached to him and his team? Like, of course not. And then it it just goes to the overall image of J.R. Smith on the court, who everyone thinks is this crazy ass guy. But if you if you know anything about J.R. Smith, you know he does great charity work. He uh, spends a lot of time with uh, disadvantaged kids. Uh, he loves the game of golf, and that's how he helps kids along. He takes them with him. Like, this is a really good dude. He just doesn't know in his head how to, how to promote really that promote part. that, and he does himself damage in, in return. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a dangerous thing. Jeff, what do you think? Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't know how much leverage uh, GM even has anymore <laughs> well, when, it come, when it comes to this stuff. But, like, you know, for me personally, if I was running a, an organization, I would – I would really put a strict social media policy in place. Um, you know, you're representing, you know, an organization. You're representing a city. You're representing your, like a, a fan base, everything. And you know, you're these guys are, are millionaires. And Mike said it. Like, you know, these guys don't maybe aren't with it. You know, overall, because you know maybe they're just blind by you know persona being a professional athlete. But at the end of the day, like, you need to know what you're putting out there. Whether you whether it's during the season or off season, like at the end of the day, you're contracted with this organization. You're representing the organization. You're representing a city and a fan base, and anything that you post out there or say out there is going to come back and bite you. And I would, I would definitely put a very strong policy in place and just say, guys, like you're with this team, and we're paying you millions and millions of dollars to represent our team, our city, our organization. Um, if they didn't, I would simply, you know, there'd be fines and going around and, you know, worst case scenario, if it was, you know, maybe one, two strike policy and then you look, I'm, that's just my opinion on that. So, so you got, you're using fines as sort of the deterrent. Deterrent until, you know, it gets through. And if it doesn't get through, then, you know, you'd have to take, you know, a certain course of action, obviously, but uh, I, suspensions I think, or what do you think? Oh, su yeah. Suspensions, because at the end of the day, depending on what they're posting out there and like fines don't do anything. That's the problem. Yeah. Fines don't do anything, but yeah, go, you know, go even lower. Like, you know, or even higher, like you know, suspend suspend the guy, um, suspend the guy without pay. Can't do that though. That's tough. It's, it's tough. It's tough. But you know, like it's like again, it goes back to I don't know how much leverage a GM has. Yeah, anymore. no, that's that's true. You know, and I think it's a it's a league wide thing. You know, yeah. this is something that the owners and the commissioners and board of directors and all that stuff have to buckle down because you know Antonio Brown had that thing where you know he I don't think he did anything wrong. He was on Facebook Live during a Steelers playoff post game and he wasn't saying anything wrong he was just in the video smiling looking at everyone having a good time but there's a rant going on behind the scenes and you know something like that has to be treated from a league perspective and it's they haven't addressed it yet which i'm shocked about but you know these guys are representing a league and a brand you gotta and you're getting paid millions and millions of dollars to do this you know you could I think you can afford to cut out the social media stuff for a little bit. Mm -hmm. There's a friendly, like there's friendly Twitter jabs going around back and forth. That I support 100%. I think it's cute. I think it's funny. It's classic. Keeps the fans engaged. But yeah, I I put a policy in place if I could. You know what? I'd like to put a policy in place and say, can I control this and uh, you know make sure all my players have very positive tweets that are good for society and make people feel all warm and fuzzy inside. But it. Let's be honest, you can't control it. So I wouldn't even bother. It's like, it's like, I don't know, you guys have kids, I don't, but uh, 
It's like how do you how do you tell your kid to not not go to school and you know sit on their cell phone and check Facebook? You can't control it. You can't you can't control it. Kids like, know. The thing is, you even if you could, and the players were controlling their tweets and their Facebook posts, they're at a bar or whatever. There's people see people recognize these faces, yeah, so they're really, taking videos, yeah, and, and it's going to get yeah. posted no matter what. Give the managed point. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's that's nothing. There's point. nothing you, you can do. But all you can do is what they do already. Like they before social media. Uh, all organizations basically give all the players a course to how to handle the media, how to deal with certain questions. They, they pr prepare them in advance for this. So you, you do the same thing with social media. You, try, you, give them, you make them go through a course that this is how you sh should be, behave on social media, which is going to help, but there's always going to be those random incidences. But in the end, whether it's your actual player posting it directly from his phone or some fan that's posting shit when they see them at a bar or a restaurant. Yeah, and the picture's not that much different. You, you can't, there's, there's no yeah. control nowadays. So you just, you know what, you respect them as adults and say, you know what, we, this is the organization we represent, this is how we, we want you to represent it. You give them the course, but basically the media course, which would be the same for social media. Yeah. And like you, you just got to deal with it from that Some point forward. Some of Johnny Manziel is just nodding slowly. Saying, exactly. <laughs> I, and I was thinking John, the whole he time, I, want, I wanted to bring up John, Johnny Manziel. This is, and this, that's actually a very interesting <laughs> point. I wanted to follow up this question with, when you're developing your answer for this particular question, are you in your mind already just thinking about a certain sport? Because one kind of just highlights itself above no. the others? I was, I, like... I was looking. At, I, was look, I was. I was thinking Manzel the whole time. I was. I was looking at it just from an organizational standpoint, whether it's sports or whether it's you know in the corporate world. Okay. Right. Okay. We're all we're all employed here. Like you know you know, and I get everybody has oh, a yeah. life inside and outside mm -hmm. of work. I get that. We all have it too, but you know, someone catches wind of somebody working at a certain organization, and like that will then reflect on how that organization is. So I look at it as as a whole. Mm -hmm. Now I think. I was looking at it from a different perspective. Sure, social media can generate some interest in a team or a player. To me, the opposite is it can generate a lot of boredom. Obviously, you guys know my love of Formula One racing. So I'm on Instagram. What do I do? I go and I follow every driver that's driving. Well, guess what? Their Instagrams are boring as shit. Except Lewis Hamilton. Except Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> so we're talking 21 out of 22 guys you basically might as well not follow because their things are every day, oh, training today, going for a bike ride, oh, uh, working in the simulator today. And Lewis is flying oh, somewhere in his Mabarni. Uh, eating, <laughs> eating rice today, uh, back on my bike, and a little yeah. bit of dryland training. I unfollowed so many F1 drivers because it was pointless. They weren't doing anything interesting. You follow Jacques Villeneuve? Jacques Villeneuve wouldn't know what social media was. He's Lance up on a mountaintop playing his acoustic guitar. Do you guitar. follow Lance Stroll? <laughs> no, he can't even, Except he can't even drive a car. How do I expect <laughs> anything out of him on social media? Anyway, I think there's the, such a boring aspect where I end up looking at these guys like, you, you can sure drive the hell out of a car, but you're, Go you're do boring and controversial. Exactly. What the, yeah, what's lost here? or what's lost Sometimes here? bad media is good media. That's what I was, was going to say that. Is like a tiger. We all forget, perhaps. <laughs> we all forget perhaps that uh, these athletes—they're all basically independent contractors, right? So they also depend on the power of endorsements to generate income for themselves. So sometimes having a personality, whether that's in social media or whatever, right, 
it helps your your personal brand um, financially as well. Oh, so it do, absolutely does. They do. They they should be given some sort of flexibility as to how they want to present themselves. Whether it's a some guys do it right. Some guys do it right. Yeah. But even if you're doing it wrong, it it still generates interest for you. You know, actually, one athlete like that really sticks out to me in this day and age is Joel Embiid. He's hilarious hmm. on social media. Like he jokes around about you know trusting the process and he, he's like that could apply to anything and yeah. you know trying to get dates with Rihanna like he's just like he does it the right way he does it in a comical fashion that doesn't jeopardize or you know put a negative impact on his brand or the organizations like if all athletes did that like yeah. have have at her but fortunately like to Cam's point like there is no control of it because everyone has these devices now and everyone's recording everything right so I love it all right Okay, I gotta go pee. And that's the end of round three. <laughs> All right, here we are in segment four of our show. Uh, this one is wow. called uh, Knowledge is Power, and it's essentially just straight trivia. And changing the format from what we did in episode one, um, we're going to do buzzers. Um, and, you know, here's Jeff's buzzer. Here's Mike's buzzer. And Cav's buzzer. Cover the hole. Was that a quick? There. I'm struggling with my little rubber ducky. Alright. And the topic this episode is the Toronto Blue Jays, and that's all I've given you. That's the topic, right? It's very generic, very general, but it's about the Toronto Blue Jays. So what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to ask, ask the question, and if you can answer it without me giving you the multiple choice answers, yeah. that's going to be... I'll give, you, I'll give you seven points. That'd be huge. Right? A touchdown. If you get off the bat. If you wait for me to give you the multiple choice answers and then you get it right after that, that's five. Okay? okay. Ooh, two bonus points. That's right. So two bonus points if you can get it right off the How bat. How many questions? Ten. Ten. Okay. Okay. So you buzz in. What happens if you buzz in and you don't give an answer because you just thought you knew it? Lose all your points. Well, you still guess something and then you're, oh. you're, you're sort of locked out from answering the rest. But you don't lose points? You're gonna lose points. All right. You just locked out from answering. Okay. Okay. All right. So question one. Buzz in if you know the answer, and I'll I'll pause after I answer ask the question. Who is the all-time hits leader for the Blue Jays? Is it? Oh. Tony Fernandez. He says Tony Fernandez. And Tony Fernandez is correct. Oh, yes! Wow! That's wow. Seven, seven points, him. baby. Respect. <laughs> seven points. Just wow. like that. I was thinking. I was thinking him. So oh, I was. Well, he should have stepped uh, up to the fucking plate. A lot of singles. Tony Fernandez, one thousand five hundred eighty-three hits. And George Hill. Next. He's not on my list, right? Yeah. Vernon Wells, the next one, I think, at fifteen oh, twenty-nine. Wells. Oh, he was what? close. I never would have. I thought, I thought that never would have been strikeouts. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Be dub, baby. Come on. Don't hate. Um, all right. Question two. Cam got seven points there. Question two. Who is the all-time strikeouts leader for the Blue Jays? Strikeouts leader. Okay. Is it A, Roy Halladay? <laughs> is it B? Oh, pitching. Yeah. Oh, it could have oh, been. I thought we were talking. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, I was thinking hitters. Okay, let's go back to hitters. Okay. I was uh, sorry, uh, pitchers, pitchers. I was going to say Dave Holiday. Steve. I was going to say Holiday. Dave Steve. 
The answer is Dave Steve. Oh my god, <laughs> the Moss Man. Oh. Another seven points. Yes. Well, no, you started so, reading out answers. Well, yeah. I, I call I, it okay, I'll give you the five. Six. Because okay, you only you, read eight. You only I'll read eight. Six. Okay, I'll give you six. Wow. I was thinking hitters, though. Okay, that's strikeouts. That's very parody in these categories so far. I mean, it's very clear there is a very skewed. I'm you impressed, know, though. Intelligence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would have guessed Steve on that one. I did, it's definitely down to you two. I mean, Mike will get one, I think, here somewhere. But it's definitely down to these two. Just out of curiosity, what were your multiple choice yeah. answers? Uh, Roy, Roy Halliday, yeah. Dave Steve, Juan Guzman, Juan Guzman. and Jimmy Pat, Pat Henkin. Oh, oh Henkin. So no Nolan Henke in there. No. Okay. This one I don't think is going to be as easy, okay? Who is the all-time leader in being hit by pitch. Being hit by a pitch. Is it A, Shannon Stewart, B, Jose Bautista, C, Carlos Delgado, or D, Kelly Gruber? I would have said Kelly Gruber. Kelly Gruber? Yeah. Incorrect. A, Shannon Stewart. Shannon Stewart, incorrect. Free one. It is. 50-50. Bautista or Delgado? Bautista. No. Carlos Delgado. Oh, really? Wow. We Carlos Delgado has been one. hit yeah. 122 times by a pitch. Damn. Yeah. So no points there. Question four. Huh. What is the most wins the Blue Jays have ever recorded in a single regular season? 99. I'm pretty sure I was first, but... I think it was first, too. Yeah. 99. 99? Yeah. The answer is 99. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smoke, this is wow. a lot easier than That's I thought awesome. this guy. What were you going to say? I was going to go 90, 98 or 97. Mm. I knew they never hit 100. Do you know when it happened? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Do I, is, are there bonus points? No. no. I would say uh, 19... I'm not 100% sure. I'm. Well, that's guess. 85? 80, what? 85. 85's correct, yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, a little more abstract. Question five. How many official logo designs have the Blue Jays come up with since their inception in 77? That's a lot, actually. Official logo designs. I'm going to go with seven. Seven? Too many. Incorrect. Damn. Multiple choice? Yeah, I'm down for multiple choice. How about you, Mike? Sure. A, <laughs> four, B, five, C, six, or oh, D, seven. Six. Six. No. Six. Is correct. Oh! I was going to go with five. Oh. Okay. Six. Six official ones. So Mike gets the ten too here. many. How do you, okay, what do you call official? Like, I had that uh, Jay's hat with the T. Was that yeah, a third the or was that the official? official one? That's an official they had the J, the J, the yeah. then they had the, the J, the original one, then they had the one where there was the uh, Canadian maple leaf. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The first two were sort of similar. <laughs> they had more of like a full-on bird, like yeah. the, the whole bird yeah. with the, yeah, okay, yeah. Five? Six? Six. six. I don't know. <laughs> six? So what's the six? I don't know. We'll look Good it up job. later. We'll look it up later. I did my I did my It's good that Canadian I'm not getting it. flag in an official one? I don't know. The Maple Leaf? I don't, I don't think so. That's only in spring training. Oh, is it? 
Okay, question six. Which of the following, this, this requires us to have a multiple choice answer, okay, so five points only. Which of the following is not an MLB Hall of Famer? Not an MLB Hall of Famer. A, Ricky Henderson. B, Dave Winfield. C, Roberto Alomar. Or D? Yeah. D. Correct. Yeah. Joe Carter. Process of elimination. Down here. Joe Carter. Good Very job. Good. Smart play, Jeff. Question seven. Who holds the team single season batting record? Like in, in average? Average? Yes. John, John Lerud. That's right. John Lerud. Yes. John Lerud. You know roughly what it is? Uh, I'm going to say 363. 40-something. 363. 363. Jesus. John Allred was the one. That's worth that's, points. That's That's a three-digit number. <laughs> that's, that was sick. That's pretty good. I'll, John, I'll give you some points. John Allred was allergic to wool and wear the normal caps. He always had to wear a batting helmet. That wasn't because he was allergic to wool. It's because he had a serious yeah, head injury. No, he was also allergic to wool. <laughs> what the fuck? He was smoking. Huge, huge and this is another reason the CRQCC is very important. <laughs> Just for that reason alone. Okay. He's eight. allergic to all. <laughs> Question he had brain surgery. <laughs> he had a hole in his fucking head. <laughs> they were trying to fix the wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question eight. Who holds the team record for most wild pitches? Juan Guzman. Juan Guzman is the correct answer. Yeah. Yes. I was going to say. <laughs> Do you know how many? Oh, no clue. Wow. Christ, I'm surprised. Damn. It's 88. Wow. That's oh. a lot. Yeah. This is an error every time. He has a bad catch. He only pitched for like four years <laughs> the Jays. Yeah, for just 20 years. 20, yeah. All right. And um, it's in the dirt. Uh, question nine. Who, uh, which pitcher holds the record for most wins in the season? Roger Clemens. Jack Morris. Incorrect, incorrect. Yeah, no, too late. You locked out. You locked out. Fuck. Roy Holiday. Roy Holiday. Damn yes. It. How many? Twenty. That's seven. Two, three. I don't. Twenty-one. Uh, I don't have. Clemens had twenty-one, did he? I don't think so. I thought Jack. He's on my list, 21. but he's not. Okay. Drug aided. Cam is running away with this one. That's yeah. actually quite impressive. Um, this one's very abstract, though. Who was the first player to lead this class question? Who was the first player to lead the majors? In all-star voting. George Bell. Incorrect. Oh. Guess, okay. Alomar. Incorrect. Ooh, that was a good guess. Multiple choice? Um, yeah, choice. Okay. Multiple choice. A, Vernon Wells. B, Roy Halladay. C, Jose Bautista. D, Roberto Alomar. I'm going to go C, Bautista. Yeah. Jose Bautista yeah. is correct. 2011. How many votes do you think? I'm going to say 1.5. 7.5 million votes. Oh, Jesus. You forgot oh. the Asian votes. Yeah, jeez. Is that Yao Ming? The Suzuki votes. The, the Suzuki votes. <laughs> and that's how you play... <coughs> what's that one? Knowledge is power. The trivia. The trivia edition. Toronto Blue Jays edition. Can't put on a show there, for sure. That's All right. Yeah, well that's that's well the done. one topic. That well I'm done. Gonna, yeah. I will tally up the points, and we're going to get started with Rancher's Market in just a few. All right, uh, now we're at the final part of our show, my favorite episode, or my favorite part of the show, actually, uh, Ranter's Market. Uh, this is an opportunity for all of our guests, our contestants here, 
to say whatever you want, vent, you can compliment people, which I doubt is what you're gonna do. Um, mostly it's ranting, mostly it's <coughs> negative, and mostly it's pretty entertaining and oftentimes very funny. Um, this is an opportunity to say whatever you want. We're not, we're not censored by anybody. Um, so I'll, I'll sum up the points here, which are the points you've been earning through the entire show. And I will uh, let you know that in third place, with a score of 45, is Mike. No, oh, what the <laughs> hell is that? My numbers are all messed up. In second place, with 57 points and 57 seconds of rant time, is Jeff. And with a stellar performance in the last round of trivia, who just bolstered him to the lead, with 81 points and 81 seconds of rant time, our special guests uh, for, for episode two are our new contestant, Cam. Episodio dos. Episodio dos. El ataque, el ataque de los clones. Si, si. Episodio dos. So um, that's, that's how it shakes muy bueno, out. Muy bueno, muy bueno. Muy bueno. To start, in third place, uh, Mike has 45 seconds. Let me get the clock ready. Mike, absolutely anything you want to talk about. What, what do you want to rant about? Here you go, 45 seconds and go. Uh, not very interesting rant, but I want to get back to this Maria Sharapova thing. She's banned for drugs, and yet she's playing on sponsors' exemptions in certain tournaments. And I applaud the committee at Roland Garros for not allowing her to play in the French Open. <coughs> that said, I think a player in her position should be automatically demoted to a world ranking of 1,000, 1,500, whatever. Make her play her way back into these tournaments play the low-level uh, qualifier tournaments, everything like that, make her earn her way back into these tournaments. A player of her caliber shouldn't take her long. Six months to a year, she'd have her ranking back inside the top 100, and away you go, play the, play the French Open again. I agree with that, that's a really, really good point. Make her earn her way back into the tournaments. If she's good as she as she's supposed to be, it shouldn't be a problem. Jeff, you have 57 seconds. And go. I'm just gonna rant about just life in general. Like <laughs> it's. Do you guys ever wake up? And Cam, you're the exception here. But do you guys ever wake up in the morning and think to yourselves, "Why am I getting up?" <laughs> like, do you honestly think God put you on Holy this earth shit. to wake up in the morning, fight traffic for about an hour and a half for two hours, then get to, oh, uh, to and then get and then get to an office. <laughs> That you're not even wanting to be there and sit on your ass for another eight and a half, nine hours, if not longer, in front of a computer. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, you get your little break time and have these stupid internal corporate meetings that really, you, at the end of the day, you don't give a flying fuck about anyway. Because at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with you and you don't give a two shits about the company itself. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the day, you have to go back and fight this traffic again. And then get back home, and then you just think to yourself, what the fuck did I do for the entire day? It was just a waste of the day. That's my rant on life. Okay. Um, Cross living off the grid is for you. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Interesting rant. Uh, 81 seconds for Cam. 81 seconds. Holy shit. And, um, so for 81 minutes. <coughs> well, you almost scored that many points. Almost. <laughs> got there. 81 seconds, Cam. Go ahead. Start. Okay, I'm going to stick with the, the theme I have going tonight uh, with, with drugs. Um, okay, here's my issue. What? Why is legalizing marijuana such a big deal? Like, seriously, why, why are we brainwashed in society and think drugs are this 
terrible thing we have to stay away from. But look, oh, we can just buy fucking liters of alcohol, <laughs> drink ourselves so we can't even fucking see straight, go jump in our cars, drive down the street, kill a bunch of people, probably usually the drunk guy stays alive, but seriously, alcohol is awful. It's terrible for your health. Uh, it's a drug. You get addicted. People have alcohol addiction. Uh, people die. Thousands. How many people? Fuck. When I lived in Houston, they when you drive on the freeways, they had a big digital sign that said number of deaths on the road every year. And obviously, not all those are alcohol, but a lot of them are alcohol related. Alcohol kills people every year, destroys their health. People have serious alcohol problems. But oh, it's socially, it's more than socially accepted. If you go to a bar. Or, hanging with you guys and you're like oh I'm not going to drink tonight people are like what the fuck's wrong with you you're not going to have a beer like you're you're degraded for not drinking and but yet marijuana and cocaine and what else is <laughs> whoa if you do that you're a terrible human being nobody goes drinking and driving when they're marijuana they just sit on the couch and they're happy as fuck and life is good it's just it's not fair final comments um who did you play for again? I forgot. Tiger Woods Foundation. Tiger Woods Foundation. I, I'm, I'm sure they're very happy to be uh, represented by you today. Do they have a choice now? <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Like that, It's a foundation in trouble, and uh, <laughs> they, they need a lot of help, and God damn it, I'm that guy. And he needs oh, really? my help. He needs our help. <laughs> the foundation needs me. <laughs> He needs the help of a guy who ate a whole bag of Sour Patch Kids last night on the couch and woke up with a sore tongue. Prescription drugs. <laughs> Tiger Foundation, I'm here for you. Thank you, thank you, Jeff. The uh, the Wow Foundation or the Wow organization that you played the for. The Wow Initiative. The Wow Initiative. Sorry. The War on Warriors Basketball. Um, I mean, I'm least. sorry. Can I say something? <laughs> Please do. I'm expecting this. Sorry, I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that they, uh, they appreciate your efforts today. A good uh, 45 points is not much of an effort if you... That's right, third place effort. If you ask me, and I expect more of myself in episode uh, three, which uh, Star Wars video that correlates to... <laughs> episode three, uh, uh, the Clone Wars. Let's probably watch something about clones or <laughs> Jar Jar. I don't know what's that. Actually, Jar Jar what is <laughs> Or was that in Fast and the Furious? Return, Return of the Sith. Return of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Revenge yeah. of the Sith. Sith Rogan? Oh my god. Oh my god. You drunk too? Yeah. <laughs> you do not belong in this room. And obviously the CRCQQ. Oh, CRQCC. CRQCC. Yeah. Um, they were the big winners today. Oh, thank god. And as a, as a reward for, you know, the, the points you earned for them, yeah. we're going to donate uh, $6 million to your foundation. Perfect. On behalf of uh, 6PNS. And we're happy to do that for your for your foundation. So, also, I yeah, I, one, uh, homemade submarine shipment. There, there are poor Colombians in the suburbs of Medellin that are very thankful for this because. What are they going to spend that on? Well, cocaine. Cocaine, <laughs> cocaine, yeah. cocaine yeah. equipment. We, 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 need to, cocaine. we need to build new factories in the jungles, the ones that all got burned down by the fucking government, the Americans. Yeah. Oh, it's so terrible what happened to. Pablo Escobar, like, oh my god, have you watched um, Narcos? I have. I have. You've seen the end? I cried. They killed him. I cried. What? In what world is that would acceptable? You, would you kill Einstein? Would you kill, uh, 
Well, yeah, they did kill Martin Luther King. But <laughs> the point is, yeah, like he was a great man that did so much for the, the, the city of Medi. And he was providing quality cocaine. People just want to go out and have a have a good time. It's like drinking a fucking Red Bull. It's, it's, What's wrong, right? You feel good. It keeps you high. Gives you some energy for a couple hours. It doesn't kill you, though. It doesn't yeah. fucking kill you. It's not fentanyl. It's not Chinese fabricated fucking drugs. Fuck. Anyways, CR, CRQCC really appreciates that. And... Um, no, it'll be great. We'll, we'll be, uh, I, I might go down there myself and help out and we'll be, uh... I hope you deliver the check personally. Uh, uh, um, bringing drugs back to North America, straight from Columbia, where it, uh, where it should be coming from. Wow. Hey, well, a man willing to put his money where his mouth is right there. Mm-hmm. And putting his life on the line. And with that, uh, we thank you for listening. Um, it's been another wonderful episode. Episode 3 will be coming to you later on, and um, it'll be bigger, badder, blacker, better. I don't know. But uh, we'll be back, and uh, we'll see you then. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Sociable! <laughs> Adios, <laughs> motherfucker, took-ass bitch. To episode trace. <laughs>